Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stange of Stange Law Firm, PC. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stange. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stange, and I am one of the managing partners of Stange Law Firm, which is a family law firm with offices in the St. Louis metro area. We have offices in Missouri, and we have offices in Illinois. All right, well, welcome today uh, to today's topic on Family Law Talk with Stange Law Firm PC. The topic today, candidly to me, is a really interesting one. Uh, The topic is called Why Adoptions Are Often Complex Cases. Uh, Really interesting topic. a topic that hopefully I think uh, we can shed a lot of light on today, help explain to the listeners why adoptions are complex cases, uh, and debunk the myth that these are just kind of simple cases uh, where a party doesn't need a skilled attorney. Um, But before we get to the topic, as I always do at the beginning of every episode, I should state this, which is a choice of a lawyer, is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements, and that the information you obtain today uh, this podcast is general in nature, and it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, if you need legal advice, you should definitely consult an attorney licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, so all of that said, let's get on to the topic again. Uh, the topic, again, is why adoptions are often complex cases. Uh, if you look at uh, 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 the writing that we have underneath today's uh, episode, which is on uh, our webpage on blogtalkradio.com, you'll see that today's episode cites two articles uh, that we've had posted on blogs of ours that uh, you should definitely check out at the conclusion of this episode if this is a topic that interests you. Uh, article one is an article uh, titled, Dad Files Racketeering Suit Over Alleged Wrongful Adoption. And this is on IllinoisDivorceAttorneysBlog.com. Uh, the date of the article is January 3rd, 2014. So definitely read that article. Uh, there's also a link right underneath uh, the episode on Blog Talk Radio where you can click to that link. It'll take you right to the article. Very interesting article. Fascinating in a lot of ways uh, for an attorney like myself uh, who practices in the area of family law. Really interesting uh, factual scenario, one that I haven't seen before. Uh, And then if you go over to stlfathersrights.com, we had another article uh, that posted some time ago uh, on February 28, 2012. Uh, The the title of this article is Update Missouri Father Wins Six-Year Custody Battle. And this is a really interesting case uh, that took place in the state of Missouri that actually worked its way up. Uh, up and down through the court systems and made its way to the Missouri Supreme Court, in fact, and uh, was another really interesting case on adoption um, that I would definitely tell all the listeners to check out. And I didn't include this underneath uh, the episode on Blog Talk Radio, but there's a really uh, another fascinating adoption case that took place in Missouri uh, that worked its way to the Missouri Supreme Court. Again, it's called NRAE CMBR. And that is definitely a case to check out for those interested in this topic. This is a 2011 Missouri Supreme Court case. The site to that case is uh, 332 Southwest 3rd, 739. And then on uh, the other case, which uh, deals with that article, Update Missouri Father Wins Six-Year Custody Battle, uh, the listeners out there should read this case, which is, because this is what this article is based on. It's in-ray adoption of NLB versus Lentz, 
It's a Missouri Supreme Court case, 2007, and uh, the citation of that case is 212 Southwest 3rd, 123. And I think uh, to the listeners out there, I mean, if you pop that in Google, you can probably read the actual opinion. Um, I think it's still out there, then you ought to be able to find it. And that is just a fascinating case. So, so let's get to the topic itself, and let's break this whole thing down now that we've kind of gone through the introductory stuff. But, it, I mean, I think it's sort of a preface here, you know, Adoption has wide popularity in the public. Uh, I was looking at some uh, statistics uh, or polling data off a web page called uh, AdoptiveFamilies.com. So it's www.AdoptiveFamilies.com. And I don't think any of the data, uh, at least to me, from the polling is particularly surprising. But, but, I mean, just to kind of break it down to listeners out there, which is this, uh, two-thirds of Americans now have a – a favorable opinion about adoption and, and personal experience with it. So uh, the public as a whole uh, seems to embrace adoption, think adoption is a good thing, something that should be encouraged. And definitely in a lot of ways that's totally and absolutely true, and uh, it makes a, com- a complete uh, sense uh, that people would be for adoption. I mean, obviously uh, anybody wants kids to be in a good home and be raised right, and have the ability to succeed in the society and have a good life. And so, you know, from that end, adoption a good thing. Uh, kids uh, being put in good homes, I mean, who would be against that? Uh, frankly, I'm surprised only two-thirds of Americans have a favorable, a favorable view of uh, adoption. You'd almost think that number would be higher, but still two-third, uh, two-thirds a pretty big number. And then another uh, statistic out of the poll, which I found interesting, uh, is this, which is 78% of Americans think that the government should be doing more to encourage adoption. Uh, I mean, that's a huge number. Um, and, and, again, it makes sense. I mean, kids ought to be in good homes. Uh, we don't want kids in foster care. We don't want kids in bad homes. Uh, we want every uh, child in America to have a chance to succeed. And so certainly uh, adoption uh, uh, being available and easy, uh, a good thing that I think, you know, a large majority of the public, if you just look at this polling data, uh, embrace. And so, I mean, to kind of piggyback on, on that, I think a, a lot of folks out there assume in a lot of ways that adoptions are kind of easy family law cases. These are simple cases. I mean, again, uh, we want kids to be in good homes. Uh, we want kids to have a chance to succeed. And so a vast majority of the public, you know, they're for adoption, and they think, heck, this ought, this ought to be an easy deal. Uh, let's put kids in good homes. Uh, we all ought to get behind that, and so let's make it easy. And I can tell you, you know, in talking through the years to lots of potential clients, I think that's the viewpoint of them. They think, it a, you know, simple, easy adoption ought to be easy to ram these cases through. Uh, after all, kids need good homes, so why why should there be a lot of bureaucratic red tape at the courthouse or through the government, let's make this thing happen and let's make it happen quick. Uh, I can tell you as an attorney uh, who talks to lots of other attorneys out there, uh, many of which don't do family law, haven't practiced family law, I think the viewpoint amongst even attorneys is that, you know, adoptions are pretty easy cases. Uh, these must be the joyous cases in family law. You know, obviously we do a lot of divorce and custody cases here at our firm and and that's what a lot of family law attorneys do, divorces and custody cases. So I think the view is 
look, adoptions might be a nice, pleasant break for you, right, Kirk? I mean, you do a nice adoption. That must feel pretty good and probably helps uh, lower the blood pressure from all the divorce and custody cases you handle. And I think I think that's the way a lot of the folks out there think. And so when they think adoption, they think simple, easy, cheap, uh, joyous type case in terms of family law. Uh, and again, I think that's a viewpoint. And I would say this as well. I mean this with all uh, due respect. Um, I can tell you, you know, in dealing with lots of judges uh, through the years, uh, you know, there are a lot of judges who did a lot of family law uh, before they became family court judges. Uh, but then, you know, there have been uh, various judges throughout the years who maybe they didn't do a lot of family law. Maybe they serve as a judge in a county uh, where they practice lots of different areas of law. Uh, in certain counties, you know, judges handle all kinds of cases. They can handle family law cases, but they might handle criminal cases. They might handle civil cases, you name it. And in certain other counties, they can rotate. So a judge will do, you know, a certain area of law for one year, and they rotate to another area of law another year, and so on and so forth. And so what I see oftentimes is, is a viewpoint amongst uh, not all judges, um, uh, certainly not all judges, but a certain portion of them, which is the viewpoint that these adoption cases are simple, they ought, they ought to be easy, again, we're putting kids in good homes, and so these are just simple, easy cases that we ought to just get through the court system cheaply, efficiently, we ought to make it happen. And, and, and again, I think that that's noble, that's certainly a noble goal. And that's certainly something I think, again, I mean, putting kids in good homes, who's against that? Nobody's against that. The dilemma out there is this, and I think this is kind of the big kicker uh, uh, to the folks out there who just think these are simple and easy cases, which is this, which is the dilemma in these cases is that uh, for a child to be adopted by adoptive parents, implicitly you're terminating the rights of the biological parents either one or both of them, uh, and, and that's almost always the case in most instances. So, I mean, it could be a situation where you're talking about a step-parent adoption uh, where, where maybe a new spouse uh, is adopting their stepchild. Uh, can't be cases where kids are maybe removed by DFS, uh, put in foster homes, and the kids are eventually put up for adoption. Um, you know, and when you're dealing with these types of cases, I mean, implicitly in the adoption is a termination of the parental rights of the biological parent. And in many of these cases, uh, the biological parent doesn't want their rights terminated. And that's what can make these cases uber complex. In fact, almost more nasty and almost more vicious in a lot of respects uh, than divorce cases or custody cases. And I would just say this as well as an attorney who uh, has tried uh, uh, cases like these, which is for me defending a termination case is almost like a death penalty case in the family court arena because at the end of the day, if I don't succeed on this type of case and representing a client of mine, they might not have any contact with their child unless that child grows up, becomes an adult, and chooses uh, to have a relationship with their biological parents. So when you're talking about adoptions and you're talking about uh, a termination of parental rights in a case where a parent doesn't want their rights terminated, you are talking, uh, to me, a case that in a lot of respects can be way more emotionally uh, uh, draining than a simple divorce case or a simple custody case. Because in a divorce or a custody case, let's say your client is seeking custody, but they don't succeed. Well, in this type of case, 
they still have contact with their child. I mean, they still get some visitation, uh, even in a case where maybe the other parent gets sole custody. I mean, in these situations, at least maybe they get every other weekend. Uh, in a worst case, supervised visitation or something. Uh, but if an adoption succeeds and the biological parent is contesting it and they lose, they have, I mean, in essence, they have no rights to their child. Their rights are terminated. It's like a death penalty type situation, to give you an analogy. Their rights are severed, permanently severed, and they have no relationship with their child. And so to the listeners out there, adoptions are not simple cases. These are not cases that you just ram through the court system uh, cheaply and efficiently, and they're not just these easy deals. And in fact, in a lot of respects, these are way more complex than divorce or custody case. And to the folks out here that think these are easy and they should be cheap, and we just ran these things through, I would say to the listeners out there, when you're talking about terminating the rights of biological parents, the court system has to be careful uh, that they're doing the right thing. And in these cases, there should be thoroughness and thoughtfulness and, 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 you know, a real look at the situation needs to be done through a guardian ad litem uh, to look at what's in the best interest of the child, the case. A uh, home study needs to be done to determine whether the biological parents, uh, 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 you know, I mean, in essence, the adoptive parents, I should say, that they've got the proper home in which to take care of the child. And then, as was seen in this case, in Ray CMBR, this Missouri Supreme Court case, a, a suitability study has to be done to determine whether the child is suitable for adoption. So, you know, look, adoption cases, when you're talking about terminating the rights of uh, of the biological parents. Look, in some situations, that's the correct thing to do. Uh, in some situations, the adoptive parents, uh, frankly, uh, uh, can offer a better environment, and maybe the biological parents did a poor job in terms of being a parent. So in some cases, it's okay, and that's the right thing to do. But in other cases, uh, it's just not the case, and, and the biological parents' uh, rights uh, perhaps should not be terminated. So in saying all of that, Again, let me just kind of hit this point, and then let's talk about uh, these articles that we reference in the blog entry, which is this, which is adoption cases uh, are not simple cases when you're talking about a contested uh, adoption case. Uh, they're very complex. Uh, there's a lot of emotions involved, and there's a seriousness uh, to this type of proceeding uh, that I would say is even more important than a typical divorce or custody case where, where maybe the non-custodial parent uh, doesn't get custody, but they at least get uh, visitation, uh, they've got some legal rights, and they're still involved in their child's life. So, uh, all right, so all of that said, let's go through Let's go through uh, the examples from the articles because I think uh, these articles really help drive home the point that adoptions uh, aren't always simple cases. In fact, they can be very complex cases. And let me just say this as well, which is uh, I think the dilemma out there as an attorney uh, from my vantage point is you don't always know whether an adoption is going to be contested or uncontested out of the gates. I mean, oftentimes, you know, clients and potential clients come in and, uh, you know, they're not sure whether the biological parent's going to contest the adoption or not. So from day one, gosh, I mean, there's, there, I mean, you just, you, you don't have a way of knowing. And then, in fact, the notification procedures are such that uh, a lot of times biological dads, for example, they don't even see the adoption coming. 
They didn't think it was coming. They didn't think it was happening. And so what what maybe an adoptive parent thought was going to be an easy, simple case turns out to be World War III in a mess of all messes. All right, and so that's what makes these tough. So uh, let's talk about the article on IllinoisDivorceAttorneysBlog.com, dated January 3rd, 2014. And, again, I'm just giving you a synopsis of what's in the article and what was reported in the paper. Obviously, uh, I don't have access to uh, the court file in this case. I mean, that's going to be confidential. And so I've got to rely on what's in the press in terms of the way I explain it. And I would candidly kind of disclaim it and say, look, everything reported in the press isn't automatically right. Uh, sometimes, in fact, uh, it's wrong. But let's let's go with the story, at least, and what's reported and talk about it uh, because it's a really interesting factual scenario. In this case, there's an individual named Jake uh, who's a, who's a, a, apparently a dad of, a, of this uh, uh, newborn baby. He apparently uh, has an affair with a married woman. Uh, she, he gets her pregnant. Uh, the mom, who's married, decides she's going to put this baby up for adoption. Uh, according to the facts of this case, uh, the dad, Jake, uh, wants the child, and in his viewpoint, at least according to the article, is don't put the baby up for adoption. Uh, if you don't want the baby, I'll take the baby and raise a baby and be a dad to the baby. And at least that's what he alleges, and that's what at least is reported according to the story. Well, <clears throat> what ends up happening is mom ends up giving birth to the baby uh, early. Uh, so dad thought the baby's going to be born on January 12, 2010, but baby's actually born January 5, 2010. Uh, mom puts the baby up for adoption. Uh, the baby's adopted out. Uh, dad alleges, and again, this is what's talked about in the article, but apparently he alleges that he didn't know the baby was born and that the adoption had already gone through. And in essence, I mean, he's not he's not married to the mom. Uh, he wasn't on the birth certificate. Uh, she's married to another man, after all, and he didn't go on this uh, putative father registry uh, uh, to, in essence, lay claim to his child. So because of that, his consent wasn't needed. And, and so this baby uh, is put up for adoption. The adoption's rushed through. And, and dad's rights, uh, in essence, I mean, he has not at this point. The baby's adopted to his new parent, and he's out which is basically he can't have any relationship with his child. Even though he's a biological dad, he certainly isn't a legal dad, and he's done, at least uh, is a is having legal rights uh, in terms of this child. And so uh, dad is not pleased. And what uh, biological dad does is he files a lawsuit, a racketeering lawsuit, uh, which is a really novel concept, certainly something I've never seen happen before, uh, but he files a racketeering lawsuit where he sues for $130 million, uh, in essence claiming you know, he's being denied a relationship with his biological child. And he sues all kinds of people. He sues uh, the mother. Uh, he sues family services. Uh, he sues a particular family services employee. Uh, he sues uh, the child's adoptive parents. And then he actually sues a law firm uh, that represented uh, the adoptive parents, and again, he's seeking $130 million as part of this lawsuit. Um, and, and again, I mean, the interesting part about this case is, I mean, even if he were to succeed, uh, this isn't going to give him rights to his biological child, but at least what what's reported, uh, according to the article, is that in essence he's doing this to make a point. 
Uh, he's doing this to raise uh, a red flag here uh, in, in, in the hopes that it helps educate society that, uh, you know, dad's rights through adoptions, uh, uh, you know, can often be severed without their consent and without their knowledge. Now, on the flip end, you know, there's a video associated with the article, and, and it looks like uh, an attorney uh, uh, was on this video, and he claims, you know, in essence, Dad should have stepped up. He should have done the appropriate legal procedures. He should have been on the putative father registry, and if he'd done that, he wouldn't be in this situation. And so it's uh, really not proper for, for him to file this lawsuit. And again, I don't know whether this lawsuit's ultimately going to be successful. I mean, it, uh, it's a pretty novel concept, certainly uh, not something I've seen before. Uh, uh, it'd be interesting to follow to see whether this uh, ever goes to trial or whether or not it gets dismissed along the way. But, I mean, again, the point of this article in terms of today's podcast is you think adoptions are simple cases. You think these are easy things that just get pushed through. Uh, uh, and these are just simple, uncontested cases. Um, think again when you read this article. Here you have a dad uh, who's filed a $130 million lawsuit relative to adoption. These aren't simple and easy cases in many instances. In fact, they're often more complex in divorces and custody cases and other cases we typically see at a family law firm. So that is a really interesting article, one that I'd uh, tell the listeners uh, to definitely check out. All right, the other article is uh, February 28, 2012 on com, And again, this article is Update Missouri Father Wins Six-Year Custody Battle. Uh, this is a really interesting case out of Missouri. Again, it made its way to the Missouri Supreme Court. Uh, in essence, again, I, you know, I mean, you can just go what's reported in terms of what's hit the press. And I've this is a case I've uh, read uh, the reported opinion. So again, I'm just relying on what I've read in, in, in terms of kind of reciting the facts here. Uh, but in essence, uh, uh, this baby's born. Uh, according uh, to what I've read, a mom has postpartum depression. She decides that she's going to put uh, the baby up for adoption, uh, but she doesn't have the consent of the dad, a guy named Craig. The mom is Evie, so Evie puts the baby up for adoption. Craig doesn't consent, um, but Craig's name isn't on the birth certificate. Um, he, he didn't sign up for the putative father registry. Uh, he wasn't married to the mom. So in essence, under Missouri law, uh, it didn't appear as if his consent was needed. And so this adoption goes through for this little boy named Noah. Uh, Noah then goes on to live uh, with some adoptive parents in Texas uh, for a long period of time. In this case, works itself up and down uh, the court system. A very contentious case, very very uh, high publicity case. Uh, uh, reported all throughout the news. I mean, I've seen numerous articles about this case. Uh, and in fact, there's been legislation uh, that uh, it very well. There's one specific legislation that we've blogged about in the past was proposed and kind of a reaction uh, to this case. Um, but uh, ultimately, dad dad gets the child back uh, um, uh, after a huge custody battle with tons of legal fees. Uh, but again, it took dad taking this case up to the Missouri Supreme Court. Uh, in, in this case, in Ray adoption of NLB versus Lentz, which is this 2007 Missouri Supreme Court case. So he's got to go all the way uh, to the Missouri Supreme Court in order to get, in that sense, his biological child back. Uh, so, again, uh, very contentious case. Uh, um, you know, 
lots of legal fees, lots of court proceedings, uh, lots of litigation. So again, the, if the viewpoint out there is that adoptions are easy, simple cases, what I would tell the listeners out there is in a lot of cases that is just not true. And in fact, uh, adoption cases can have a lot more pitfalls and a lot deeper repercussions um, than your typical divorce or custody case. And, and again, the last case I would briefly just uh, restate to the listeners is this case called NRA CNBR, which is an adoption case involving a Guatemalan woman uh, who was contesting uh, the adoption of her child and the termination of her parental rights. And this is another case that makes its way uh, to the Missouri Supreme Court in 2011 where mom is fighting uh, to keep her rights uh, to her biological child. And so this is a case that doesn't involve a dad, it involves a mom. And in this case, uh, the Missouri Supreme Court, uh, uh, in essence, said a suitability study was required as part of the home study process and, and reversed the decision of the child court. But again, a, a Missouri Supreme Court case on adoption, uh, you don't see um, many contentious divorce cases on custody making its way to the Supreme Court. But goodness gracious, here's two in Missouri uh, making it to the Missouri Supreme Court on adoption uh, over the last decade. And these are big cases. These are big cases uh, uh, with deep, deep repercussions. So, again, to the listeners out there, uh, you think adoptions are simple, easy cases. Uh, sometimes that's true in the cases where, where the biological parents consent and the adoptive parents uh, want to adopt. In those cases, uh, these can be cases that uh, uh, can be uncontested and can be relatively simple. But, again, the dilemma out there is on the gates – uh, as an attorney, you don't know what you're dealing with with an adoption case. There's no telling whether that biological parent is going to contest that adoption or not until you get into it. And if it becomes a contested case, you're really talking about cases that that are deeper in terms of the repercussions, uh, deeper in terms of the emotions involved. And in terms of litigation, you're talking about cases that can be uber expensive, uber time consuming, and even more so than a lot of other family law cases out there. So very, very interesting topic. Uh, hopefully this was insightful to lots of uh, the listeners out there. Uh, again, as a follow-up, uh, check out the two blog articles that we uh, referenced. Again, the one is on IllinoisDivorceAttorneysBlog.com, uh, dated January 3, 2014. Uh, the title of the article is Dad Files Racketeering Suit Over Alleged Wrongful Adoption. And then we've got the other one which deals with the Lentz case in Missouri, uh, titled Update Missouri Father Wins Six-Year Custody Battle. And uh, this is on stlfathersrights.com. And the day of the article is February 28, 2012. So, all right. Thanks to the listeners for tuning in today. This is definitely an interesting topic on Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Hopefully it was insightful to the listeners. And we'll see you next time with our next exciting topic on Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stenge. Visit StengeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stenge Law Firm to work for your family today.